0: Thank you, thank you Gentlemen and gentlemen. Hey guys, brand new podcast uh, Real quick, let's run through some tour dates Of course my calendar's not open God dang it I, It's Mercury's in retrograde is what my wife's saying um, Till tomorrow. Til tomorrow It gets out of retrograde on the 22nd No, 22nd, that's Thursday Today's Wednesday 22nd. Uh Cowhead, I'm in Cowhead in Tampa, mother of god. This is why I've done this read a million times. I feel like I'm buzzed and I don't sound normal. Do don't. I, I don't? No, you sound totally drunk. Do I sound drunk for real? No. Oh. Uh, October 23rd, September 23rd, I am in Tampa. I think it's May 23rd. September 23rd, I am in Tampa. Doing a call-in, sick-to-work show at the Tampa Improv. I will go in. I will do Cowhead. I will drink at Cowhead. Carlos Mencia should be there. I will then go straight to the comedy club and do a noon show. It should be an event. Trust me when I say that. And then I'm on the Cowhead cruise. These are my dates. I'm not going to go through the exact dates. Philly, Mohegan Sun, Gotham, New York, uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas at Mermaids. Funny Bone Dayton, Baltimore Comedy Factory, Tampa, Morty's Comedy Joint, Fort Lauderdale Improv, Levity Live, and Oxnard. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no sponsors this week, and I implore you, if you do anything this weekend, go subscribe to CISO. It is $3.99 a month. You get your first month free if you use the code word STANHOPE. This is not an advertisement. I just watched Doug Stanhope's hour special, No Place Like Home, produced by none other than Johnny Depp. Let me tell you something. If you get his stamp of a true... Are you rolling your eyes at that? Yeah. Why? Because that was lame. It's not lame. No, no, none other than... Who was not at the premiere last night. And I think it let all of us down, really. I think well, we were, why do you even bring him up? Ugh, I don't know. Why did we even go last night? Why are you talking his shit? Honking t-shirts. Let me, I'm not... I'm Doug Stanhope's special is that good. In my opinion, it is necessary watching. I loved it. I'm being serious when I say this. Not, a, not an ad, but it is that good. You have to watch it. Get it. Go to CISO. Don't go to CISO.com. Just go to the App Store. Download CISO. Use your Facebook. I think it charges it right to your fucking app stuff. You get the first month three. It's three ninety nine. Who gives a fuck? Doug Stanhope Special, No Place Like Home, is so fucking good. Uh, watch it on CISO. All right. Today's guest, uh, he is a BirdCast veteran. He broke both his heels. He gave his sister crack one time. He uh, he's one of the funniest, most interesting, interested human beings I know, and he is smart as fuck. And he came over the other day, and we had a blast talking. And I it was a seamless two hours. You're gonna love it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he's on tour. Hold on one second, real quick. Um, he's on tour. Oh, uh, it's called the Good Trip Tour. A Good Trip Tour. His website is shamemoss.com S-H-A-N-E-M-A-U-S-S. If you've ever had questions about psychedelics, this is the man to go to. Holy fucking shit. Flagstaff, Tucson, Phoenix, Sedona, Norman, Dallas, Houston, Austin, Shreveport, North, New Orleans, Mobile, Pensacola, Birmingham, Atlanta, Savannah, Charlotte, Charlottesville, now Raleigh, uh, Richmond, Washington, D.C., Philly, New York, Allison, Schenectady, Buffalo. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast Shane Moss. Buy a t-shirt. Uh tell him Again. Buy a T shirt. Buy a t-shirt. Go to burtburtburt.com. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast, Shane Moss.
1: This is the time. Don't mean it's a hair addictive, but not like it's a hair addictive? It's a hair addictive. Let me turn this off. But it'll fix that hangover. I took some this morning because I was having a fucking bad foot day. Oh really? yeah what uh how was your foot doing? Oh,
0: that was good yeah
1: yeah yeah it's Let's uh it's see. Real good. I think our levels are good um I think last time I was here, I was having a bad foot like every two weeks I'd have like three or four days in a row that were real bad with my foot, and now it's more like once a month. Really, so it's continuing to so like, what, improve. like
0: describe about foot day. Would it does it hurt it, just to get up and
1: yeah? Like basically, I should be using a cane on on those days. Like oh I, I can't walk right and stuff. But holy um, shit! But yeah, but it's still. But the rest of the days are, are pretty decent. I got back into rock climbing a little bit. That Did seems you really? to be helping a lot. I and my rock climbing gym has yoga, um, and those two things seem to be helping. If I do a hike once
0: in a while, that seems to help a lot. Is it one of this? Is it a scenario where they want you to put? They want you to exercise.
1: Yeah, it? it's like it, it's it's now it's like mobility shit and and just like the nerve damage reactivating the old nerves and stuff. Yeah. and so uh, and so uh, they it, you know it's just kind of the more I can push it, the better. I can't like run or jump, but any like slow movements are good for it. I can't like I can't do like a, a one footed like calf raise with yeah. it, you know, because it's just like really yeah, yeah, weak. Yeah. Um, but. Like I did uh, – a couple months ago, I did the most intense hike of, of my life just because I was like being a team player and these friends wanted to go and, and my whole body hurt and my foot felt the best that it had felt in a while. Really? Actually. Oh, you got a harness over there. You go you, – yeah. you do a little climbing here yeah. and there? I, I, knew you, I knew you
0: did like a little bit of stuff for the show and whatnot. I did a little but... bit of stuff and then I did some – I fell off a waterfall. I told you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was well you, well. you told me when you almost broke your heels, and then In afterwards, you, oh, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, that was the, that instant. I feel. I feel like death's gonna feel like that. Like that instant where you go, where you go. Oh shit! This is a mistake. Oh, I fucked up. I just want to go back. Two minutes ago, and not make this decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've had, I've had close calls, but man, that's that's one of those things. So, wait, tell me about this uh, this herb. Where do you get it?
1: Kratom. You can get it online or at any head shop. It's cheaper to get online, and it's gonna it's gonna be scheduled next month, so you really? can only get it for like another couple of weeks. It. And uh, yeah, you should try it, man. You'll have a lovely day. Kratom capsules. Yeah, they're uh, and, like any any herbal shit i'm like kind of real skeptical of yeah what i I was in wilmington a couple weeks ago i just discovered the stuff myself and and they have like kratom bars in in some places i think there's one in la too like a kratom Um, bar yeah yeah you you just go and kava too they they have i've had kava i've had kava yeah, so it's like the same in the same field. This is different cuz this is like more of an upper and more of a painkiller. Really? Um and and yeah, I was having I was having a rough rough. I was having like a real bad foot day. Uh, when I do like lots of stand up in a row, and I'm, like... It's standing in one place. It yeah. really fucks it. And, uh, and I was, like... I was bitching about it. And I was, uh, Someone's, like, you should go to the Kratom Bar. I'm, like, what's that? And they're, like, oh, it's some herbal thing. It's going to be scheduled next month. And, and I was, like, well
0: gonna be scheduled maybe it does work, You work know? <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how that works yeah, yeah. If, if someone says to you uh hey they're taking this off the shelves that's when you buy it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the one mdm no not mdmna uh uh what was the one we used to take in college uh that you take a little capful hmm. um segura overdosed on it uh my, oh god what is it you it, it tastes like uh it was like a little cap. You'd take a cap full and I have no idea. Oh, the,
1: is that the stuff that's,
0: oh, uh, that juice stuff? That's it, like it was. It, but, oh, God damn it. Right now, everyone listening to this is going, it's the fucking, it was like liquid ecstasy. Okay. When we were in high school. Yeah, I don't remember. In college. Oh, fuck. I'll find out. Um, but yeah, so I,
1: I went kind of skeptically to this bar, had a little bit of this stuff. And all of a sudden, like, how do you know how much to take? Do they say, like, eh, like you feel it out? A li-. Like at the bar, they kind of helped me out. They started me slow, and I was like, I got a high tolerance for like everything. Yeah. So, like after a half hour, I was like, Nah, you better like give me triple that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I was just like in the fucking best mood, and I could, and I could like my foot fucking worked perfectly. My, I can very rarely can i can i walk like a completely normal person it's only when i either have mdma or now kratom's the only the only other thing or oh, really? M- mda is is similar but ghb than- ghb
0: yeah yeah i, t- I took that once we used to take that in college but it was a, it was a supplement offered at uh at g at gnc Oddly enough. Really? Yeah, when I was in high school. The, uh, what what did they say it was for? What it was for was you would take it and it would burn fat while you slept. <laughs> like it would burn. Uh, like I'm sure they have a. But yeah, GHB. Um,
1: so so like a lot of those drugs, like if you just stay awake through them,
0: you'll get real fucked up. Gamma hydroxybuate. Hmm uh let's see let's see if i can tell you what it is but i'm i remember i remember going to the gnc in northdale and i think i was a either i was a freshman in college maybe or senior i might have been in high school but i was definitely at the gnc in northdale and i uh paste and and they were like i remember the guy saying like you should get this now they're pulling this off the shelves yeah and i was like really and then all of a sudden, everyone was taking GHB. Let's see. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was just a burn. Uh, but it. But it I, and I don't. I remember doing it, but I don't remember ever feeling the effects like yeah. the way I felt XC. I felt ecstasy. Like I took ecstasy, maybe a handful of times, and every time, I was. F- I loved that drug more than anything. Yeah, um, it's. Uh... Actually, the so my
1: my tour. I now have a sixty-five city tour. Yeah, I'm doing with what, my. Yeah, where are you going? Um, it's fucking everywhere, man. I'm I'm going uh, through. I, I'm going straight east, like through Arizona and Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, and then I head, and then I head up the East Coast. So you're out for the whole tour. Oh yeah, I like a new city almost every single night i only have a i just have like a, a few day break like around halloween i'll be in new york for a few days are no, you driving then, this whole tour yeah uh, hopefully oh, my shit. fucking car holds up i wish i had like a rv or a van or something like that ah, yeah, it'd be you, so you, I much bet you better could
0: fucking trade one that's the thing you should trade for one so fucking broke right now man in fucking florida yeah i know i so wait where does your tour start
1: Uh, It starts in Arizona. It starts in Flagstaff and like Sedona area and uh, thought those would be good areas to start in. Yeah. And then I basically do a whole perimeter around the country and that originally it's going to be like 30, 40 cities, but then the shows kept on going. The shows that I've been doing with it are like packing out every time and and, uh, minus it couple misses here and there with bad weather or something like that yeah but uh and then and then the tour was coming together so fast that once we got it was going to end around thanksgiving in portland and then maybe get back down to la from there we were sorting it out but then i was like let's just swing back through the midwest and then i can i can be home in wisconsin for christmas so that oh, we, we tacked on like salt lake city and denver and you know, a whole bunch of there's there's still like There's about seven dates that I still need to confirm, but it's it's looking like it's going to be um, 65 cities pretty easily, maybe 70, and it's so I was going to say when you brought up ecstasy, my tour is sponsored by MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, and they're in phase three of getting MDMA. Um, uh, legalized for clinical use for treatment of PTSD, which will be the first step, and then hopefully it'll be able to be used for other things as yeah. well, you know? Or you can be like, I have PTSD, and then you can go. Well, and-
0: I remember they used ecstasy, by the way. All the, so uh, apparently GHB was used to treat narcolepsy. Mm. And well, I know if you took enough, you definitely went down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember
1: that. I remember... I remember... Uh, I remember um, I, I took it one time, and I was like, after I took it, um, friend was like, you know, you, you might pass out, and don't be surprised if you wake up with, like, a sore asshole or whatever, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I'm, like, not feeling anything yeah. at all, like, forever. It was one
0: of those things that if you took just too much, you were fucking gone.
1: But I was like, and I was like, this is, this is, I I'm, I'm like, maybe I feel a little high, and they're like, why? why don't you stand up? And the second I stood up, like everything just started spinning. I had to sit back down and then I was like, Oh, I'm fading in a hurry. And then I, I passed out in the chair, like fucking 20 minutes.
0: I remember they, I remember my buddy, uh, one of my buddies in college, I won't say his name, but his name was Shelley. I don't know if he's, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I don't think he'd mind, but I remember he went down at Yanni's and everyone was like, he's on GHB. And I was, and he just like passed out and they grabbed him and walked him out. And it was just instantaneous. But yeah, I, I, ecstasy. They say they used to tr- use ecstasy to treat um, to treat uh, marriage problems.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that so what it does neurologically is it limits. So and why it's effective for PTSD is it limits um, blood flow to the amygdala, which is like your fight or flight response. That's like what gets activated when you're scared and shit. Yeah, and. And this is, for people with PTSD, um, there's all these little triggers of of the event that gave them PTSD. And then the amygdala just lights the fuck up. And then they have to, like, do whatever they can to just push it out of their mind because they start freaking out. And then when when they push it, so they they can't, like, explore the idea and process it. And so then it, it, it gets repressed enough. And they're fighting it so hard that it eventually pops out into their perception in in the severe cases, that's why there's hallucinations. Yeah. And um and and so it limits blood flow to the amygdala, so that doesn't happen, and then it increases blood flow to the prefrontal cortex, which is like a lot of your higher functioning, decision making, and a, a lot of these a lot of these big thoughts in this conversation that we're having right now. Like a, the the prefrontal cortex is like the main kind of player in that it was one of the last things to evolve, and it's where a lot of uh, a lot of our intelligent processing is coming from, and so people are able to go through these old events and process them in an intelligent way without having that reaction of, of like being terrified, yeah. you know, and it just kind of feels, you feel like love and like everything's going to be okay and everything. And, and so it's just about being able to process it. Like the the difference between there, there'll be two guys that were in a trench together. One of them has PTSD. The other one doesn't. And they're like, why would, you know, the exact same stimulus, why would two people have, and there's genetic components and upbringing components and everything else. But one of the main things is that they'll, they'll look at how their behavior is in, in the guy without ptsd was the guy that like he got out of war and talked about his experiences wrote about them you know would tell his family would share and it would be he would be able to process them and the other guy would just like keep it to himself because he was like embarrassed or 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 just didn't want to think about it or whatever it might be Uh, probably not embarrassed just like didn't want to think about it and and didn't ever share it with anyone, and, and repressed it. And those are the ones that get the, the PTSD. So, so giving your brain the ability to just walk yourself through it and process it and come to terms with things is makes all the difference in the world. And it doesn't work for everybody, but the the results from the MDMA are they take people that have had it had PTSD for fifteen twenty years. Have tried everything. I mean, all all of their test subjects have had it. Chronic PTSD, severe for like fifteen, twenty. You know, uh, sexual abuse victims, uh, veterans, all that. And and uh, the the results are are, I, yeah. You know, I wish I could show like a graph or whatever right now. Yeah. But but the results are incredible. Like one treatment fixes a lot of people. Two treatments fixes like. The majority,
0: uh, like almost everybody, it's crazy that the drugs that we messed around with in college, or I say, I say, drugs I messed around with in college are now coming around full circle, and people are using them to, like, um, (coughs) uh, like Neil Brennan's doing Special K, yeah, uh, to to, for depression, Mm. like he's doing ketamine treatments, and and. it's just, it's like I, we just I, we were just fucking around, and it turns out maybe it it well rounded us, or, or you know, like I would love, I would love if they could green light legalize a low grade ecstasy that you could just be like. I think it's right around the corner. At least in like a
1: clinical setting, it's like this this maps organization is in phase
0: three. That's the last phase, and no. their and their results are are unbelievable. What do you think about because uh, I've heard. A lot of people say that, that – I'm not going to use the right terminology, but uh, using using mushrooms to the threshold, the the bare threshold yeah. on a daily basis. Like microdosing? Yeah, microdosing. That's it. Yeah. What do you to think about microdosing?
1: Well, I haven't really tried it myself. I mean I, I have microdosed before, but I haven't done it like every day. And I get it. You can have such a low amount that you don't consciously feel it and – And it does make sense that it would make you a bit more creative because what, what, um, so they just had, uh, and and this isn't like, this isn't information being reported in like high times or whatever. This is like BBC news reporting on these, these are legitimate studies, um, uh, LSD. If you look at an MRI of someone on LSD, it just lights up the brain, and it makes all of these new connections. And that's what we're as creative people. That's what we're doing. That's what our job is. That's what I'm is looking to for. Make like, new
0: connections. Rogan was saying sometimes he goes on stage and he'll uh, he'll <coughs> he'll have a little bit of nicotine because mm. it inspires creativity. Well, nicotine is a
1: is a cognitive enhancer. What that um, ju- just, it kind of gets the brain going and, and a, a little bit like caffeine, I guess. Um, but, but nicotine actually like increases your focus and it, there's nothing physiologically wrong with nicotine itself. It's all the chemicals that you're putting in your that body. You gotta, that, the, that,
0: it's, that, it's the, uh, the, whatever you got to do to get, what is yeah. it, What does Marin call it? Uh, it's the delivery system. Yeah, it's the yeah. delivery system that fucks you and and
1: and nicotine's highly addictive is the problem with yeah. it. Same with heroin is if you don't overdose uh, there's like the when they first discovered heroin they thought it was some miracle drug, you know, cuz there was there is no side of the side effects are like you're injecting dirty needles or you overdose. And yeah. Your respiratory system shuts down and it's highly addictive. So then now the shit that you're doing and now you're living in the streets and sucking dick and whatnot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you're going to get a few diseases here. This is there. not a
0: bad drug. Now, we've seen some side effects. We yeah. can't really put yeah. That guy's blowing a guy in an alley. We don't know where that comes from. But yeah. Yeah. I, I want to try. I've been watching Deadwood. I want to try Loudlum. I've never heard of That's that. The, that, that. I think that might be. Like the first round of oxys, mm-hmm. like it's. I think it was a more. It was morphine, t- technically. Ah, they used to sell it in like dropper form, and women would put it in their drinks, and then yeah. they would be loudlum
1: Oh, this is. I mean, when when I just took a uh, online course on on uh, on drug laws and and, um, and and kind of the origins of them and the history, and they when when they um <laughs> like in the Early, early 1900s, heroin was legal. And, yeah, you'd have it, like, in your coffee or or whatever else. and And it was, like, the same people that sold Tylenol sold heroin like the same company would sell it and they would be like
0: it it just brightens your day (laughs) like oh god do you know how great just a little dab of heroin in your coffee would be Uh, one pump of heroin please (laughs) and they just (laughs) one pump of heroin Oh, my God. I was I – yeah, with, Within a couple of weeks, you're getting a few pumps. In the, <laughs> you know. uh, let me get two coffees. I'm going to get 17 pu- – Can I, you just I, pump it into my glass and, hey, and then I'm just going to – And then you're like, and then you're just, like hey, guys, where do you a dash get your coffee. heroin? I wouldn't mind doing, opening up a coffee shop. <laughs> um, I, I, I was saying, you know, like there's uh, – I have a friend who takes this pill called midaffidil. Modaffidil? Atlanta. Hang on, with, nah, yeah, no, nah, take no, it. no, 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 take it. I'm just, I'm worried it's Atlanta. Uh, fuck it. Mm. Um, uh, <coughs> he takes it called Medaffodil And it's never heard of it. I, I might be fucking up the name, but it's called. It's he takes it all the time, and it and it just kind of like uh, it it's it's basically like a, a low grade speed, mm. and it just uh, creates alertness and attentiveness. And focus, and you can't and you can't fall asleep. Like that's hmm. for so it's for narcoleptic narcoleptics. I think this is a um, statement I should probably uh, check before I say out loud. But I think uh, Jimmy Kimmel takes it, or huh. or, or something like that, because he's narcoleptic, and you can't have him obviously you can't have him falling asleep on the sh- set. Well narcoleptic, or while you're driving or you just can't be <laughs> yeah, Probably the worst thing. Yeah, like it would, it would be funny if he fell asleep in the middle of his show, just gonk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to say I was narcoleptic and get this shit. Because I would love like I coffee just is it misses the boat for me by it it, it its arrow is off just a tad off center of bullseye. Yeah, but like yeah. speed, meaning like like my dad used to take this stuff called uh it was, it, it was. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. Man, death. I took it one time and I, I wrote a fucking treatment. Like, I just got focused. I, like, sat down at the desk and I was like, time to bang out some work. Yeah. I took uh, Adderall for the first time this
1: year and uh that shit was too intense for me. I, really? I, yeah. It was like, I mean, whatever. It was fine. I got tons of work done. Yeah. But, like, it just felt. I've never done math, but I was like. This must be what meth is
0: like. Oh, I bet meth is so fucking dirty. Yeah, like yeah. I know that. Adder- I mean, you mean figure Adderall and whatever those low grade pill speed things? They, they've got to be like, they've got to be a lot cleaner, and yeah. a lo- you know. But man, I I my dick didn't work for like three days after fucking taking Adderall. <sighs> yeah, we bitches. used to love. Uh, we 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 did it when it was Ritalin. Yeah, yeah. When whatever the pill was it was Ritalin. And man, you take like it was great when you had an, a friend who had ADD and you could just he'd be like would be like, "Hey, can I buy 10 of those from you?" And you just have them and you'd be like, "I have a test. Taking a take a Ritalin." Yeah. I got to fucking read a book. Take a Ritalin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I haven't uh I haven't messed around with much at all. Although I'd love to microdose. I think that would be well, like microdose to to be creative, to write. Yeah. Just sit down and go, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a coffee and and whatever the threshold is for mushrooms, and go, I'm gonna have that and then just work. Put it in my coffee.
1: I mean, it's like all the rage with like in Silicon Valley and all really? of that. You know, that's 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 reported that that's what they're doing is microdosing. I wonder if you and,
0: can microdose with marijuana.
1: I mean, why, uh, I guess why? Yeah. Would want to. I mean, why would you want to?
0: Yeah. I mean. I mean. You might um, as well just get high.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, since since putting this show together, so I think around May, I started, uh, and I'm not quite at this level now, but I was like, I'm just going to eat. So I had mushrooms like three times in a week, this one week in May. I did like a float tank on mushrooms and shit. It was, a, it was the best trip of my life. Really? And um, and since that time, I was like, in that whole week, I just like, I was cranking out some of the best material in my life. and And not and not like sometimes you'll do mushrooms and then the next day you're like, Oh, that was a bunch of nonsense that yeah. I wrote down. Like solid. I use all of this material. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just try it. See how it goes every week. See if it, like if I start feeling like I'm going crazy or what." like I talk with scientists for my podcast and stuff. So I feel like there'll always be like someone there to like fucking give me a bizarre look. If I start talking like a lunatic, you yeah. know? Um, but, uh, all of a sudden, so I've had chronic depression since I was like nine years old or so. Really? Yeah, and <clears throat> I thought it was going to be something I was going to live with the rest of my life. I and I had, I had it got into like I think I talked a little bit about this last uh, last time I was on when I went from crutches to a cane and realized my foot was going to hurt like every other step for the rest of my life. I went into such a fucking severe depression that i started that's when i started drinking again which has still been going fine and i like drink like a normal person and i think i might not drink for my tour because i got drive three hours every fucking day um but uh but man my so my depression goes from like manageable to like unmanageable and that's it and but since i started doing mushrooms on a weekly basis and all of a sudden The first time in my life, I just didn't have, the depression just like went away. And I don't know if it's like a placebo effect. It it could be that like the show that I put together is doing really well and I'm very confident right now. And like it really feels like my career is on track. It could be a myriad of reasons. I'm not saying it was absolutely like the mushrooms or LSD and stuff that I was taking that did it. But... Never in my life have I had a break from my chronic depression like this. And what's it's been, depression and, what, what's depression feel like? It's uh, – so, I mean, you know, like you have um, – when, when you have like a bad day – because everyone suffers from depression here and there. You, ha- you have like a bad day and you're kind of like, oh, what's the point and
0: all, all that. Well, and, no, and, the, That's the point. Like what's the point is the question that I – like when, when, when you say what's the point, is th- – I, I I I I think I've, I've probably suffered from depression at times, but for the first time recently, within like the last few months, six months, six weeks ago, I f- <coughs> I felt like I was suffering from it for real, like legitimately. Yeah, and I was like, but the what's the point is a lot for me in that moment was a lot deeper than what's the point. Like just a flippant what's the point. It was it was seeing. It was seeing what's the point in everything. Yeah, like yeah. it was seeing a woman who was who was four hundred pounds and going, "Whoa, what's the fucking point?" Yeah, yeah. Like what, like or or seeing someone who has who has like uh, who just I I, I would find I, I called it I talked to my therapist about it. I'd see the futility in everything, right? Like just like what's the fucking point? You look at someone, you are like, okay, you are. F- you're 60 by the way th- if this is offensive to anyone i apologize because I- i'm just not trying to be offensive well it's but- just
1: it's just like when you're when you feel like you're having a hard time and then you see people that
0: are like so much worse off and like, you're like fucking yeah.
1: how are you doing it? what yeah. the
0: fuck man like like i would look at a woman who's like 60 years old in a corolla like a beat-up corolla driving down the street and i was like What's the fucking point?
1: And and you think about like this could be me one day, you know? Like I was seeing we were having a, we running run
0: with homeless people, yeah. And I and I was very insensitive to them at first, and yeah. then I started going like, oh, we're all just a, a car accident, a poor decision, oh, a fucking a, a falling off a, a jumping off a cliff. Yeah. We're all a heartbeat, a, a hair away. From that
1: fucking moment. I started giving money to homeless people consistently when I see them ever since my injury. not I don't think it's helping them, you know, whatever. And it, it's not like I'm trying to be a good person. It's like if I don't do it, like I can't fucking handle it. You know, if I yeah. don't like do something because I can't stop thinking like, you know, that... My parents fucking took me in for three months because I couldn't care for myself. What if? What if I didn't have that? Like that's all. That's all the difference between that's
0: all the difference between me and you. Yeah. And those guys busting their ass building my house right now. Yeah, like, yeah, I Trust me when I say, and I'm still, I'm still. I, I don't know if. Look, maybe it, maybe I just have a, a an insightful way of looking things. Maybe it's the artistic eye where I see things and I go, oh, I go, wow. But like I was like, how. F- I mean, people deny white privilege. It's they're wrong. White privilege exists. It's a real thing. 100. The fact that me and you are just sitting in this room talking about drugs, and and we're making money, and that's how we make our living, because there's there's other probably a, a large amount of white kids as well listening to this, going, "Fuck, man, I wanna I wanna microdose." What's the name of that that herb? How do I get it online? And these guys in there oh. are destroying like. I, I heard a guy fucking put a nail through his hand the other day, and he just finished the day. He didn't say a fucking word because he's got no. There's no like. There's no, he doesn't he can't just go to his parents' house and sleep it off. No, yeah, he's got to fucking bust his ass. He's got kids, and he's got and and he knows that if he fucks up, then his family's homeless. And that's where I'm like, white privilege is real. If shit goes down for me, oh, and just the shit that like we've gotten away with, like like with the law, with fucking cops and stuff. Yeah. I want uh, well, I think that I think that's I, I think part of that has to do with a, a, a um, Chris Rock one time said something really fascinating about uh, about I don't I'm going to fuck up the verbiage because he uses it better, but talking to Lauren Michaels mm-hmm. and uh, he said that I, it was like Adam Sandler and Lauren Michaels had a shorthand that he didn't know and he had to learn, and it's like it's it's true it's the truth it's like. It's like when you walk or you talk to, like, when, when we go to, like, if I go to a country club, I know how to behave, how to talk, how to, how to interact, where maybe, say, Donnell Rollins doesn't. And so Donnell has to kind of, like, navigate those waters a little, a little differently. When I went, I went to play golf one time with, uh, with, with Red Grant, and we stopped in at a Jack in the Box in Compton, and I thought I was getting in a fight with the lady I was ordering from but turns out I was just ordering from her. Yeah. And I got scared and I was like not scared but like angry and pissed and was talking to Red about it and Red was like, "Dude, calm down. She's just talking to you. Black people communicate differently than white people." Yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of what's happening with these white cops shooting black people in in the streets is that is, is, and I'm not talking about the one where the kid pulls the BB gun out of his waistband. I'm talking about the videos you see where the black woman pulled out of her car, slammed on the ground, and everyone cries police brutality. Is it's, it's? I think it's this this dialogue that no one's talking about. Black people interact differently than white people. Where a white, where a black woman might say, "Hey, what the fuck are you pulling me over for?" Like a white person doesn't say that. They just don't say. It. A lot of times they they're like, "Right, right, right." It's, it, we were our communications different and so i i think it's also that's- if you're under enough fucking stress
1: you yeah. know you're you're gonna be a little fucking you're gonna snap a little more on people and uh, and you're gonna have a little bit more like i don't give a shit kind of attitude on life you know if, if you've had and, and there's only so much stress
0: the fucking body can handle before yeah. you're gonna hit that point point. and it's and it, you know and i think like i'm i'm always careful to like think about how i sound when i talk like this but you know i'm i'm a big supporter of cops like i legit support cops like i i they cool. the stress they're under on a day-to-day basis and the, the amount of times they've showed up on my behalf is far outweighs any issues i've ever had with them that's just my experience i can only speak to my experience but that is how like when we had a guy try to break into our house they were here within five minutes and they took some time to talk to my daughters to calm my daughters down like and i was like that's who i interacted with yeah but i can't yeah. make up and go fuck those pigs and now if you're black and you're and you've had a different experience then that's what you speak to but yeah i i had a uh i had
1: a guy on my podcast um talking about um he he was a what's he a psychologist um, or a neuroscientist, but he he's talking about these studies where they they have they have these simulations, basically like a shooter game, yeah. Essentially, um, like like a, a police training kind of simulation game, and and so you'll have you'll have um, uh, a mix of different races in the game, and you have to determine in like you know split second or whatever if they're a threat and if you need to fire or not. And sometimes they're holding just like a pack of cigarettes in their hand in this game. Sometimes they're holding an actual gun. Sometimes, you know, they're holding a bouquet, you know, and, and everybody. So they, they have the general population play this. Everybody like, including, including black dudes will shoot the, the black guy, uh, for first, more often and and more more times mistakenly, and <laughs> I
0: thought you said more times, just shoot them and they go fuck da, 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 and unload <laughs> your gun. No, I mean make the mistake
1: yeah. too often, and also and but police actually perform better on this than the general population. You can take like your 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 civil rights professor and put him in this, and he'll perform worse than. A police officer does, but it's we. we, Once we start educating ourselves that we have this this inner, um, uh, these inner evolved in group out group this this different tribe could attack our tribe anytime. These very outdated that we can't get past. There is a. It's it's been in a couple of. autobiographies um, by a couple of the actors like Charleston Heston and like another actor that was in the original planet of the apes. They had like a few different species uh, of apes. So they had like three different costumes. They had like the orangutan and, and uh chimp and uh, you know, some other one. Yeah. And they were, they said that within a week or two when they would go to break for lunch and they'd be sitting at craft services all the extras had segregated themselves by species. <laughs> like, are you if, serious? if you're a baboon, <clears throat> fuck you. Like, these are people that have been friends their whole lives or whatever. Like, nope. The chimps sit together. The
0: baboons
1: <laughs> sit together, and we don't realize that's how ingrained this. We're we're looking for any difference, and so. And so once we educate ourselves and realize that this is what's going on and it's just an error in our brain and we're just maladapted for our modern world, then we can do things. So there are ways to prime yourself so that you can perform better on like those simulations. And one thing you can do is if you show people these images of like um uh, of uh just just like. Martin Luther King, in like positive, uh, like Nelson Mandela, like positive um, black role models and leaders. Yeah. Um. And then you have them play. If you prime them that way, they won't make those same errors. It's just that we're we're caught up on watching the news, and the news loves to report on these these um, these anomalies. Basically, like there's a shark attack in Australia and they're showing that for some reason yeah. because because it'd be too boring to show like everyday I wonder, life
0: I, I wonder if they're I wonder if the number I wonder if the number of black kids being shot has increased or if it's just more visible now it's more visible it's It's not any
1: more than it was before no no, this is the safest the world's ever been and it doesn't look that way (laughs) yeah steven pinker wrote a book better better angels of our nature and people argue but i think he makes a very legitimate case He, he breaks down all of the numbers for murder rates and and every every kind of statistic you can look at and this is this is by far the safest the world's ever been i mean I, I mean, the Holocaust was like nothing compared to. There's like Genghis Khan, I think, wiped off like a fourth of the world's population or something yeah. like that. And mm. and 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 nothing even close to the Holocaust has happened really since then. Well, there's there's been plenty of genocide and yeah, stuff like, since then. Yeah. Actually, um, I I take that back. But but just statistically, the world becomes a safer and safer place. But we are we have access to. Um, not, not only just like just like our movies and video games keep on getting more violent because we get desensitized to it, yeah. we get desensitized to the news, and the news is just trying to grab our attention, be as entertaining as possible. So it's you show the lottery and you show who got killed this day. It's not, they're not reporting on like, hey, Bert and Shane were in the man cave, and, you Nothing know, happened. Talking about, and they were fine. Like, yeah. uh, 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 uh J- Jim Johnson drove to work today. Didn't get in an accident, you know. It's too mundane. Yeah. We, no one would tune into that, and and so so the news is cueing our uh, our perception of reality. And then we also have our brains love to focus on the negative. I think I've talked about the negativity bias on here before. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But it's just the idea of it came from engineering. Um. It's it's one of my favorite. We have all these different cognitive biases. So the idea is you make a fire alarm and you can't possibly uh, – my my last album, My Big Break, was all about these concepts, it was – so you make a fire alarm, you can't possibly make it 100% accurate. You just have to realize it's never going to be 100% perfect. So it can error in two ways. It can either go off when it's not supposed to. The toast burnt Now the things going off. It's real annoying, you know, yeah. and, it, and there's a cost there. It's annoying and, you know, it wakes you up, whatever it might be. It causes a little stress. There's a cost. Or it cannot go off when it is supposed to. People burn alive. That's a tremendous cost. And because, of, because that cost is greater, they intentionally bias that smoke alarm to make us uh, so that it goes off. Like when the toast is burning and stuff like yeah. that because there's a lower cost involved, <laughs> our brains have these same sort of alarm systems. So if there was like – if we evolved in this area where there's a rustling in the brush – a lot of times it wasn't a lion it was just a little rustling or it was a squirrel or whatever but if you if you're just like ah oh, that's just a little rustling that's my wife and and all, all of a sudden a lion does come out and get you. There's a bigger cost there. So so they do all these studies. People tend to remember negative things a lot more. Um, people, even sounds, if you play sounds of of a ball either going away from you or coming towards you, people will react to the ball coming towards them, even though the sound's hitting their ears at the exact same time. They react to the sound of the ball coming towards them faster because there's these biases involved to keep us safe and the problem is is that we live in a pretty safe world now and now what's killing us more than anything is stress so we have we have these pretty um basically every mammal has the same stress response system there's a great book why zebras don't get ulcers by my favorite scientist
0: robert sapolsky why and, zebras don't get ulcers yeah Wait, and why don't zebras get ulcers so
1: So uh, a a zebra, uh, a a lion's going to go and attack a zebra and both the lion and the zebra have the exact same stress response that happens in their brain. Both the lion trying to get the zebra so it can fucking eat and the zebra trying to get away so it doesn't get eaten. And what happens is it sends out these glucocorticoids in the brain which sends out uh just this cascade of hormones and these hormones i think I, I, I think i did talk about this the first time i was on there basically these these hormones um delegate energy to the right areas so don't worry about <laughs> digestion right now don't worry about your immune system don't worry about fucking don't worry about fucking there's no time for a boner just get the fuck out of here yeah. and and then afterwards the zebra gets away from the danger, and then it and then these other side of the hormones, which is called the parasympathetic response, calm everything down, and and then it goes back to eating grass and it's fine. The immune system starts working again, the sex drive starts working again, digestion, everything else. But humans, so humans have the same simple um, stress response system, but we're We're so, our brains are so sophisticated now that we have these subjective imagined stressors, and we can think so far into the future that now we're thinking about our 401k and we're having the exact same stress response as if we were. As if we were being chased by a lion. I was on my. I I was five minutes late today showing up for this podcast. And I'm like, because I'm stuck in traffic and I'm fucking, ah, God, come on. And this is not life threat. Who cares? I was five minutes late for this podcast. You know, it wasn't the end of the world. It. It, was, it certainly wasn 't me about to be eaten by a lion, but my body is going through the same exact stress response, and then there's there 's hardly any way to dial it down so now, what happens is our dicks aren 't working right we 're not digesting food we 're yep. not uh, and, and it 's causing all this cardiovascular disease, and it 's all just a misperception about how dangerous the world that 's if I had one thing to uh, that I could Im- just get through to everybody it's that the world is just not as much of a threat as you will perceive it because your perceptions are biased to make it seem like it's more of a threat than it is and that perception is killing you more
0: than any threat that you think is actually out there yeah i th- <clears throat> i think i have a, I, I have a lot of uh we've been having this we've been having a problem with uh, homeless people breaking into houses mm. uh in the past probably six weeks, which was, we got a new, uh, there's a new drug dealer in town. And so, you know, it's so funny to me. So it's pros and cons, you know, yeah. you
1: got a new source of drugs, but then you got
0: almost people. So, right? so yeah, it's, it, he's, uh, but it, I think he sells meth and heroin. And so Ooh. you've got a bunch of those guys floating around. But it's, what's really interesting is um, the way we become almost I don't know if it's I don't know if it's if it's we get oh there's my wife we get hypersensitized like we get hyper av- aware and vigilant like we become the z- the zebra all the time like I, I that's, that's the what, problem one of the things that drives me nuts about um uh, and that's, about, what co- that's what the ulcers are about. Like, yeah. zebras dial it down. That's
1: why they don't get ulcers. That's, like, the premise of the book.
0: One of the things that drives me nuts is the the uber, uber liberals who can't see both sides of the fence. I, I, let me I, – it doesn't Absolutely, need to be liberals. Absolutely, man. Well, especially when you live in L.A. Yeah. It's, it doesn't need to be liberals. It can be liberals or conservatives, but people who can't si- see the other side. like Like, the – like, it's almost like you're – you're so into your own forest that you can't see the trees. Yeah. And so so like for instance the, I, I started I started being like really aggressively uh vigilant about paying attention to uh people's behaviors in the streets. Like I just and like as soon as these break ins started going on, I was like I was like I was like really kind of paying paying attention. I was paying attention to shit. I was like, you gotta be on you gotta be on your toes. And so we we'll walk in, and and, you, and the other thing it does is it brings community together. So like one of my neighbors, uh, ex guitarist, very liberal guy, very very liberal guy. Um, I only say that because his wife has a fucking organic garden in the front yard. She runs a preschool out of her front house, right. and he's a guitarist for a band. You just assumed, you know, that that's where that is. He he pulls me aside and he's like, "Have you been? Have you been? How's? Have you been keeping an eye out?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Me too. Uh, it's been." I I know who the I know who the dealer is, and I said you do, and he describes the kid, and then I go, oh really, and he's like, yeah yeah yeah, I, he was in his car, started up conversation, I kind of picked out him, I, I I it's that's who the dealer is, I said really, he's like yeah yeah yeah, he tells me where he lives and whatnot, by the way, the dealer fits the stereotype of what you'd need him to look like, you know, if that makes sense, yeah, like. I'll tell you who it isn't. It isn't the Hasidic Jewish kid. Right. It isn't the white kid. It's the fucking. It's the kid that looks like a suspect. Right. Right. And so, but immediately that fits into all the math in my head, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. That makes total sense. Now I'm on the lookout for that. And I, I and I had this night where I went for a walk, and then I, and because it's there's been so much crime around, I'm like, I bring whatever little side weapon I have on me, not like a gun, but like a, a taser and a baton. I'm walking the dog. And yeah, now I'm yeah. like, fucking, I got a 130 pound bull Mastiff, a baton and a taser. And I'm like, fucking where it's, it's on where the fuck is the problem. And I realized I'm George Zimmerman. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, the guy we've all uh, fucking said is the worst human being in the world ever. Yeah, I am literally a hair away from him, and I am not George Zimmerman, and I am the most fucking open-minded, accepting, liberal human being in the planet, but all it takes is one black kid on a skateboard, one black <laughs> kid, all it takes is a, is a, is and I'm just saying this for real, I know it's going to sound like I'm racist, I'm not, but all it takes is one black dude who lost his dog. Looking for his dogs, his kids are crying. His kids are crying because they lost their dog, and he's just looking in houses, looking in backyards, you right. know. And and that's all, and not trying to make a noise because he knows that he looks like a suspect. Like trying, just trying to get his dog, and and then all of a sudden I just show up. And I go, here we go, I got one. Yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden the oh, on the fuck, but like but like people like <clears throat> that lady, uh, who does fuck, who does transparency? I guess the transparency is uh, um. Uh, show about transgendered. I don't know. It won an Emmy last night. Oh, Transparent. Trans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transparent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, show. she said, I guess her speech was topple the patriarchy, and I felt like going, oh man, way to not, way to fucking knock yourself off the ankles, yeah. way to lose a ton of people that you could have, you you, you could have turned over so many people. To open them up to your art, all you're making is art, and then and then they would have seen it in such a different light. Now you said that, and all people heard is angry feminist, angry lesbian. Yeah, this this show's full of anger. It's got a message. It's not about it's it's an angry message. It's not a message of love and inclusiveness. It's a message of top of the patriarchy. Fuck dudes. You know that is the equivalent of fuck her right in the pussy. It's the same fucking statement. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and there's much more interesting arguments to make. So there there's you you can you can scan um, you can do MRIs and someone can. and an expert can look at those brain scans, and they can tell whether that's a male or female brain because parts of uh, parts of the brain in females is larger, parts of it is smaller, uh, for a lot of adaptive reasons, and um, uh, like emotional processing and stuff like that. Fema- females have a heightened sense of empathy, and and um, and you can look at that, and so you can you can take one of these people, one of these transgenders that, that are like. I swear, I'm a I'm a woman trapped in a male's body. I've felt like this my whole life. You can take these people, scan their brain, and the neuroscientists be like, "Oh no, that's they they do have these part. That is, they do have a female brain inside of their head and and their bodies. There's this mechanism. I forget exactly how it works, but they, their bodies, their when it comes term to uh for for your body to determine what genitals and stuff you get it just got switched at that time and so they literally are a female trapped in a male's body you can prove that with science but yeah. no one's talking about that everyone's talking about patriarchy and social condition conditioning and all this like you can't talk about you can't talk about gender differences even though they're very testable and it's there's
0: a lot oh, of interesting evolved so reasons why ridiculous. there's that you can't talk about gender differences. And, and part
1: of the reason is, is that the reason why you can't talk about race differences or gender differences is because it's assumed once you start talking about that, like one group is lesser. So rather than celebrating our differences in diversity, which is what we should be doing, evolution has worked <gasps> by making us diverse. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for diversity. Rather than celebrating that, we're still in, in this, in, in this, uh, just uninformed state of, of, of like, no, it's, it's this way because of social conditioning. It's because you painted the boys' room blue and, and painted the daughters' room pink. And that, that's why you can take, you can take chimps, um, juvenile chimps and give them a a choice of, of toys and, um, and they, they, uh, and and the females will overwhelmingly take like dolls and stuff and the males will overwhelmingly take like uh, these things with moving parts like a toy truck or something like that yeah. all the time and no one's social conditioning the you know no one's calling these little uh, these little male uh, uh, adolescent chimps, gay or whatever for for picking up the doll this is this is ingrained these are these are involved differences that we have that have helped us survive and evolve and are important, and also once we recognize that they 're there just, just like Understanding that we have these in and out group behaviors and if we just prime people by showing them like positive black images, people can get, get past some of this bigotry. We can do the same thing with gender differences and everything else and start understanding people rather than this group's an asshole or that group's an asshole. And it's just <gasps> this simple. It's so much easier for the brain to just make these broad sweeps and these broad generalizations. It makes no and, sense.
0: These Like it bothered me so much last night that I want, I wanted to be like. Wanted to be. I wanted to tweet something, and then I was like, "Fuck that!" It doesn't bother me that much, and I don't really care. And you know what? She wants. She's trying. I guess she's trying to talk to the people that will hear that. That's who she's trying to talk to. Right. She doesn't give a fuck about change about real change why not say the fuck like about- this is
1: exciting real change is happening and we can take this and we can keep going with this and we can embolden empathy in everybody and understand that that we're all just human and we can get along like rather than being like
0: hey fuck man or patriarchy or whatever it or might winning be. homecoming court and then going i told you my friends rule at school yeah yeah and you're like what yeah I like you gotta like dial it back to fucking homecoming queen you want homecoming queen or king when in whatever case you want it to be Jill Salalaway or whatever her name is right <clears throat> you want it how do you wanna how do you wanna receive that award right and now granted she's like well, I got a platform and I wanna use this platform to further my cause, which is uh patriarchy runs our society and it doesn't need to be that way yeah it doesn't it doesn't but it's still gonna run the society tomorrow. And you just lost a bunch of people you could have switched over that would have really moved this this I mean and, and now granted, maybe it's just I hear topple patriarchy and it rubs me wrong so that's me. That right. she's basically saying, I don't like you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and we've talked about this before, too, the idea of when you're in a position of power, if you if you want everyone to come together, the people in the position of power need to do their best to
0: take perspective, and the people that are lower, they need to give perspective. I think she's giving. I think she she must be lower because she's only giving perspective. Right, right. She's not really taking it, per se, in my opinion. Right. Not, that's only coming from a guy who's... Who I, I and I will I will just say this like uh, I I think my entire life starting it I'll say starting it like I maybe my entire life it's there's been a move by society for me to take perspective right now I was I think I was born <clears throat> in the time when white men needed to understand the effects of their behavior. Right. And so, like, and I, I, I'm not saying that I was always good, but my whole path was always t- like, hey, you need to realize this is this. You can't do that. That's sexist. That's racist. That's, you know, and so, like, I've been forced to take perspective much more than say a cornerback, like right. a, a a black cornerback. And I only say that because there's a lot of times I fucking listen to ESPN and they talk about gay rights, and you just see some fucking cornerback on there, like, "Hey man, I believe in the Bible," and I believe, of, and no one says a fucking word because he's allowed to say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. A, ma- a man is a man. Bu- it ain't nothing but a dog fight. Fuck that, man. Sometimes you got to hit your kids all these statements yeah, that yeah. i was forced to take perspective on they've never been forced to take perspective on clearly right. and i don't think it's I, I just think that's clearly what's going on and and so i in that persp- in that moment i'd go if i got up on stage and got miami and I, I definitely, so we
1: just need to hit kids more. Yeah. I just want to, thanks for the award,
0: we just need to hit kids more. Like if, I, if I got up there and I was like, I was like, you guys got to realize I'm a white man and I'm not racist, I don't beat the fuck out of my wife, yeah. and like 20 years I could have, right men rock. Like, that would have been, everyone would be like, what the fuck? but it's also a little bit like
1: because i had an upbringing in my my small wisconsin town where i was surrounded by so much bigotry and i i was a bigot i was absolutely a bigot growing up and i had to work to like get past that and i know i still harbor not intentionally but i know that i still harbor some uh, you, you know like I, I just like gut reactions like my first gut instinct even, even, even i remember i was walking I, I was walking, uh, or I was driving by in my hometown, by my by my old park, and um, and I saw all these all these mungs, um, uh, Laotians. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. Know, yeah. They, it's the hill people. They they only came to like my hometown of across in Minneapolis, so they're like really concentrated in that area.
0: I met mungs for the first time at the Denver Improv. And yeah, it was described to me that they lived up in the hills. Whereas the Laotians and Cambodians did not.
1: Yeah. And these are like, they talked about them in like Gran Torino. Yeah. And, and and I was, I was walking. uh, I just, it was interesting because I just saw all these monks playing volleyball. I didn't have any problem with this whatsoever, but I was like, Oh, that's weird. A bunch of monks. But I was like, well, if there's a bunch of white people, it would have never even, I would have drove right by. I would have never even noticed them. But it's interesting that your brain will just, and I wasn't, Obviously, I'm not great. Good for that. I never. You, you, had you it.
0: never. You never said anything negative. No, you no. You just perceived just that noticed, moment. Yeah, you
1: know, you noticed where you wouldn't have noticed if it was something. Yeah, else. exactly. And and so, so to get past that is hard. And I and I kind of resent some of some of these like some some of the liberals that were raised by you know professors and and privileged enough to be in that environment and and yeah they they are right that we uh, that that bigotry is a problem and everything else but they didn't have to come to that conclusion on their own and they were raised that way and they act like everyone else is stupid for not understanding it yeah. rather than understanding that it's it's going to take a lot of work
0: for us it's to going to take a lot this. of work and a lot of inclusion a lot of people going no no I get it you know what it is? It's like if someone tells you a racist joke, the way to change that person, number one, isn't by laughing. Yeah. Number two, isn't by going "fuck you, man." I got a black friend. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's somewhere in between there. Yeah. Going, hey, like just making them feel enough uncomfortable that they never do it again, but 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 inco- uncomfortable in a way like, yeah. Hey, you didn't ruin. You're not. You're not shamed. I'm not gonna tell anyone. Like it's just about fucking change. Is not. Change is yeah. Change happens at the end of a sword, but it also happens with a hug. You yeah. know, like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And, and the thing I'd say about like, and, and I think this is the thing, but like, so the most liberal person in the world who says, who says, you know, just like you said with that, that shot, cop shooting thing, who goes, no, I, I, I would never judge a person based on their skin color ever. Yeah. Well, then when when someone tries to break in your house and they happen to be Mexican or black, and then and then. And, and and I always say the streets come to your front door. It's amazing how quickly Donald Trump's rhetoric, rhetoric plugs right into that moment where you're just like we're like all of a sudden you become a fear monging, like almost bigot. Like you become you're 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 you just shut down and you're like you're like uh, like we had, it was so funny. It's so funny. We were at a barbecue the other day, it was just me and another family, all, all white. And a, a black dude just walked in the house. Mm-hmm. I Just walked in the house, and like, just walked in. It was like, "What's up?" And it was like, "Oh fuck, this is how that happens." Yeah, yeah. Like it's just it's that moment of like, "What's up?" And we were like, "Can we help you?" And he was like, "I mean, dude, he's he walked in the house. We're in the backyard. He's just walked into the backyard. Yeah, what's up?" And we're like can we help you and he's like no and we were like okay and he was like uh where's steve and we were like excuse me he's like it's steve still in the back house and we're like no there's no steve here and he was like wait what's the address here and we told him and he was like oh my god i'm supposed to be next door yeah yeah he was supposed to go to next door but and and in his theory his The guy he was seeing lives in the back of your house. He knows that there's a family there. He just, he was being very yeah. really normal. Had it been a white guy, we would have said the same fucking thing. Yeah, Had it yeah. been any color, he just happened to be black. Right. And in that moment, you could see, like, you were like, oh, there's so many parts of society, the bad parts of society, that are coming to play in this moment. Yeah. In this moment, there's fuck. I mean, and I think that we can eventually change the conversation
1: away from like, race and black and white and all that and and just talk about it. So there's where a lot of this stuff stems from. I've been talking a lot on my podcast lately. I've I've had (gasps) some episodes on, on personality traits. There's actually this great, you should fire up your computer and, and, and do this. Um, there's this, uh, apply magic sauce and, and, uh, dot com. And, and it will, you just give it access to your Facebook and it will, it will just, in a matter of seconds, go through your Facebook likes and then determine your kind of personality and your age and your, Oh, I want to do this your, right now. Your, uh, yeah. If you have your computer handy, you should, we don't have um, Wi-Fi back here. Oh, that's okay. But, <clears throat> but so, so there's these, um, and, and that's not perfect because the way people like things on Facebook. sometimes no, if it, it will it tell me really quick. Whatnot.
0: You are friends with racists. <laughs> yeah. That's all that, all that comes up is, uh, you know, that girl, I, I don't know if you know this girl, uh, she is. I wish I knew her name. She reminds me of Britt McHenry, the girl from ESPN. Mm-hmm. She's a blonde girl. She does a thing called, um, and it's basically just giving very conservative views, but very angry. And she's cute, really hot. And it's on Facebook. And all my friends do is repost that. And it's just this fucking bitch who's like, "Let me tell you something, Hillary. Your basket of deplorables are police officers and cops. and you know." Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, you're like, easy, honey, like. Yeah. And so, but that's like, that's all my friends do is post fucking <laughs> horrible shit. Yeah. But it's more like what you've liked is like fan
1: pages, like what you're a fan of on there, like who different, what bands you're into and that sort of thing. Oh, is, is uh, it what I
0: like? Yeah. Yeah. Like the fan pages that you you can liked. determine who I am. You can determine who I would have been had I not left Florida Yeah, by my Facebook. You yeah. yeah. Like, wow. So you would have had a boat you yeah. have a truck yeah yeah you you definitely would be republican right like uh, oh yeah i was the same
1: i was the same way but so so these the, these the i've been talking and we dude we should come on some sometime i should uh i should do it with you there's like this survey we could just walk through and then i can send it off to a scientist and tell you what your results are so oh, there's please. this it'd be fun there's this big five personality indicator and it's kind of like myers-briggs you maybe heard of uh, it doesn't matter uh but myers-briggs is kind of no one uses it anymore that's uh, legitimately but so so the big five personality traits that are pretty easy to measure and it's not perfect or anything but it does a nice job of summing up a person's personality and just as i talk about them you're kind of figure out where you fall on this so there's conscientiousness is is one and that's um and that's so i'm i'm very low in conscientiousness so i'm very messy and i'm very disorganized it's asking you questions like that like how 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 um, I consider myself a very organized person and you put like strongly no, disagree or that sort of remotely. thing is the kind of questions it's asked asking. And then there's um, agreeableness. I'm kind of low in agreeableness. Agreeable. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You are a very agreeable guy. I'm like agreeable. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I kind of tend to disagree with people. I like arguing. I just love arguing with people. Yeah. I'm a highly skeptical person. I don't like confrontation.
0: Um, Oh, I don't like competition either. No, but. I don't mind competition. I don't like confrontation. Oh, confrontation! Like I am yeah, very yeah. competitive. Yeah, like I mean, meaning like, like, like we started going to CrossFit, and I definitely get the competition part of it, uh, but it's it's the part I don't get is CrossFit uh, pretends to say that you know we're a team, we're all a team. We got to support each other and do better. Right, and you're competing against yourself. No, I'm competing against the guy that's cheating. Yeah, yeah the guy yeah. that's cheating. I'm like, I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah, like you know. So I don't know. So yeah, uh, but I'm hardcore. I don't like confrontation at all. Yeah, I. Uh I, I don't mind
1: confrontation here and there, but so then there's neuroticism and stability, which is kind of like where you are with like paranoia and how much you kind of think about yourself. And I'm I'm, I'm in the middle there. I'm high end on that one. Yeah, so I'm I, I'm like uh, so I I'm not <coughs> I'm not unstable, but I'm not particularly stable as well. And then there's extraversion, which I'm also in the middle of. I'm but high end on that. You're high on extraversion, which. which in our modern society, is probably like a good thing. So the reason why there's varying levels and why one hasn't like evolved out or whatever is because it's good to have these spectrums of it and different personality traits fit well in different situations. So I, I'm just happy enough being by myself as I am being like the center of attention doing stand up. And then the one that I want to talk about that that has to do with the conversation that we're having is openness which is kind of your your tolerance for for novelty essentially and so if if you're in ambiguity so if you're if you're very high in openness which i'd say you're probably pretty high i'm probably higher than you like you you can't you can't get not only are you not averse to novel situations but you just can't get enough of them oh you're pretty high on, like what's a novel uh, situation like 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 love traveling love adventure love new restaurants yeah. and 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 just can't get enough of like love meeting new people and and the downside of this is these people tend to be uh tend to get themselves like in trouble with the law because they don't have that much respect for authority because you tend to be highly inquisitive and question oh, i'm everything. probably lower on
0: that like yeah. I, like there was a there was a point when I was when I was in college when we were backpacking where I was like I was like where the the novelty of the beginning of it where everyone's got an interesting story and everyone wants to travel and see the world and every day is a new adventure and then like two months in i'm like oh everyone's got the exact same story like everyone's doing only shit they've hurt no one's really original yeah they're all just like man i everyone's got the exact and i was like oh this fucking blows
1: Uh, well i bet you're high on i mean you uh, show on the travel channel you know i i I don't know i might be a little higher than you probably a lot higher like i'm an adrenaline junkie i'll smoke dmt like no one's business and like stuff like that And, and but so then there's people that are very, very low, and that's the opposite extreme. And these are people like, you know, your hometown is the best. There's no sense in traveling outside of it. Outsiders are very scary to you. Yeah. And uh, the church that you're brought in is absolutely the right the, – these other religions seem completely insane. You don't understand why anyone else would believe it. But yep. yours is absolutely true. It's not a metaphor for anything. It's the absolute truth. It's where. That's my wife's hometown. And, yeah, and, and – and this is like, your country's the best country. You've never been to another country, but you know it's the best because you have the best sports. Those other sports seem silly. And, and, and if you're one of these people, like you love laws, so like you can't get a, I wish they were a little stricter. So everyone would follow them, but laws are just the best. Life gives you this <laughs> nice little playbook to live by. And doesn't that make yeah. life so much simpler? And a lot of these people are pillars of the community just because the, you know, they're kind of, they buy into like whatever society says to do and they follow along and, and, um, and so if you're low in this and and part of the reason is is and these can be triggered by a bunch of different things so you, even just physiologically your your disease avoidance kind of uh we we have kind of a sub self in our head for avoiding diseases so if you have if you live in a high parasitic environment um one, you probably eat spicier food because it's antimicrobial. So they look at where who eats the most spices. In India, eats because they have there's lots of diseases in their environment. It's very hot and humid climate, and and then there's there's uh like Iceland. They eat very bland food because they don't need it as much for their immune system. And so these things can be tweaked in various ways. So if the the thinking is is if if you have Either a low immune system or you're in a fragile state or a threatened state like a bad neighborhood or uh, uh, like in your immediate environment, there's already a lot of danger, either to your immune system or just your your livelihood or your well-being or whatever. You will be lower in openness. And these are pretty flexible, too, because... Because if your immune system's already doing everything it can to keep up with the diseases that you're, that are in your environment you don 't want to be going out into new environments and having to deal with a whole nother set of diseases and so so people that are in these, like which is the South, has like a lot more bacteria just because it's, uh, the, the warm weather is better for um, bacteria and, and uh, like <clears throat> places like Louisiana there are a lot of swamps and stuff around your immune system's under attack all the time if you're an old person in a nursing home and you're dying and you're already you're you're going to be automatically more adverse to outsiders so you can trigger this in people you can show people pictures of like of like poop or something disgusting to kind of prime this like hey look out there's diseases around here and then you can give them surveys on like what do you think about gay marriage or affirmative action and if you trigger them and prime them with that they will be more against gay marriage and more against affirmative action than they would be normally and so wow so if we start thinking about our prejudice in this way and then start understanding that as a society, we're misperceiving <clears throat> threats and and the world's safer than it is. And if we get out and meet more people and have more experiences, we'll expand our knowledge base and we'll start to have more empathy for others. We can all become a bit more open. That's actually one of the things that psychedelics does is... Highly tested one one dose of psychedelics and most people will will rate higher in openness for at least a year and possibly the rest of their lives, which I think is why psychedelics got um, scheduled in the first place in the 60s because they didn't want that. Well, if, if you're a law follower or a lawmaker, these low co- uh, these low openness people are your favorite people because they love laws. They follow yeah. right along with them. Now, doing people are doing psychedelics. You're losing some of those people, and and now all of a sudden, women want rights out of nowhere. We already have a place for them in the kitchen. You know, it's so easy. Yeah, and like these uh, people with different colored. Pigmented skin, rights, and and no one wants to go to war anymore. Like the whole world is falling apart, and that's when all the the, the scheduling of psychedelics um, came in. But once people start understanding all this stuff, they'll be able to go. Oh, I see. I'm my my bigotries, my fears are only hurting myself because now i'm not going out i'm not traveling i'm not getting to know more of the world i'm not taking in new ideas i'm not thinking about the future because there's nothing more ambiguous than the future so the future is so scary to these people so all these people want to go back the 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 past was the best because you already yeah. got through it. Can't we just live <sighs> that over and over again? The founding fathers were these infallible deities that knew everything. And and uh, can't we just – let's make America great again because it used to be
0: great yeah. because you already got through that. The future is terrifying no matter what the future is. The future is terrifying tar- to someone who is not inclusive. Right. Because the the future is transgender, gay, Diversity. black, Mexican, Asian, white white people, I, I used to have a joke about it. And I wish I never liked the joke, but I but I used to tell it and it would get a good response, but I never really liked it cuz I felt like it was weak or it was cheap. But like white people are going out of style. Like they're going to they're just going to fade into oblivion. There's I mean like there was a time I'm sure there was tons of redheads. You can't find fucking redheads anymore. Yeah. Like there's I mean I I think it's
1: exciting to me and and I I think that because because once there's not <coughs> the once there's not such a dominance I think that there'll once we start mixing together a little more we're going to have such more understanding for others we're going to be so much more accepting of others and once we do that we're going to learn more because we're going to be getting a lot more different perspectives from people I get it like I you know we get frustrated as a comedian. You see, uh, you see. Um, I, I think they did when um, they did a study of when comics catch their breaks, and females cat, like go to Montreal, I think, and females will go to Montreal like three and a half years in. Black dudes five years in. Straight white males like seven years in, or something like that. Yeah. And um, and you know, if you're a straight white, white male, you might be like, "Oh, that's not fair." Blah blah blah. But as a society, we, we want – if you're making entertainment, you need to think of something new and you need to be bringing new perspectives all the time. And that's where a lot of this diversity stuff is coming from. And yeah. and, and once we do get more of that – so the problem with it is sometimes some of these people are getting breaks too early and they're not ready for it. Well, I know.
0: That's the, 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 I, That is 100% the problem is that technically we're all the exact – I mean technically we all all are, are all the same. And it's not that black comics or female comics are more talented. No, they're, no. And it's so, that it's that so their industry <laughs> hungry for diversity. So they're, so they're, yeah. So they're presented an opportunity a lot quicker but they're forced to keep up with the stream which is seven year black white comics who are better than three year black comics and i know female comics
1: there was this girl in in boston i won't say her name i don't know how she's doing she might be doing great for all i know but i she was like six years so she was an arabian uh lesbian (laughs) I bet we could find out and, who that is pretty quickly. And <laughs> within like six months, she was like getting on fucking Ellen and like, no one's funny. Six, it, it, I don't care. That's what, oh, that's wh- what, what Ari said you. about
0: Schumer. Yeah. He's like, she's a funny 10 year comic, but he's like, she's not the spokesman she's not the funniest comic in the world she's not someone i he's like she's not someone i care to sit around and watch yeah and and you know the truth about amy is i think amy's very funny and i think amy's very smart and and i but I, for my money if i'm gonna watch an hour i think she'd probably agree sarah's fucking a lot more competent yeah because she's and been at so it is for Tig. 20 fucking and so yeah, is yeah. you know so is someone who's been doing it longer yeah that's all it is is experience yeah it's just experience and, and and I hate to say this, but I would probably want to watch Ari over Amy because Ari's been doing it longer, and he's just and it's just more. I'd want to watch Bill over Amy. Amy would want to watch Bill over Amy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Amy. I, and by the way that that doesn't that doesn't mean to discount any of the stuff that she's doing or say that she's not talented. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not oh, it at all. It's funny, just saying talented. like it's like hey, that's why you know that's what what's so interesting about when you do these big tours is like we do the oddball tour and it's like sometimes you got a guy headlining who's not funny but he's famous and then people walk out right and people are like well that guy fucking sucks yeah yeah you know fame fame comes to people at different times for different reasons and it doesn't have anything to do with talent sometimes that's i'm not talking about amy i'm just talking about i'm talking about like 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 uh no, I, I remember. Let's use, use this. Since fuck,
1: it, he's he's fucking doing great. I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this because he just simply wasn't a stand up comic. I opened for Joel McHale. Some, so let's let's take let's. To use a straight white guy example, good looking white guy. Uh, so I I opened for him a bit when he was just. I mean, he'd been doing stand up for like a year yeah. or something like that. He's a funny, talented dude. He has great stage presence, you know, from all of his other experience doing other things and acting and whatnot. But his material, what his material, might have been of like a three year comic or a four year comic, yeah. and which is great if you're one year in. But he's filling theaters full of people and people. Uh, would be and and this doesn't mean anything but i mean i just knew my material was better than his i had been at it for 10 years eight years at the time or whatever and and that's all it makes all the difference in the world steve-o is a
0: perfect example yeah very 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 you got to give it to him for doing it and getting out there and and trying it but for the at the same time you know would he be doing stand up had he not been on jackass probably not is it more like an angle for him to make money like i don't think he has a passion about stand up right. like i have a passion right, about stand up right. i'd i'd be interested to know could he quote like any mitch hedberg jokes like i think any comic right any comic could probably do maybe 15 minutes of mitch hedberg <laughs> yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. But does he know... Could he quote an Attell joke? Could he go through and recite Attell bits? Does Does he know a Chappelle joke? Other than I'm rich, bitch. Which is yeah. not a Chappelle joke. Like that's... You know, if you have a passion about stand-up, then you do. And, 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 and you know, to, just to go back, so I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Amy, but like she is a passionate stand-up. She, yeah, stand-up yeah. is what her passion is. Right. Now, I don't know where she's going to go from here, because I don't, I, I think she's going to be done stand-up. I think she's done stand-up. I think yeah. it offers too much criticism, because the internet just seems to fucking hate her. Like, it, it seems like she gets shit on so much, and I think it's because she's a stand-up. Once you're stand-up, you, you offer yourself out there so much. Yeah, people are just, people are very, very critical of stand-up. Dude,
1: it, you know, you can't I'm I mean, everyone that listens to my podcast fucking loves it, you know? Yeah. And, and it's not like my it's not like my podcast is fucking tight, you know. It's not like it's le- like my stand up is. Yeah. If I put my stand up out there and you'll get fucking reamed by people,
0: you know. Reamed. And people that they didn't the joke wasn't intended for them to get angry, but they get angry and then all of a sudden they're fucking legit infuriated yeah and and you know you look at i mean you look at like the uh, the amy and metzger thing that went went down <coughs> all she was doing was saying he's a comic he's different than i am why the fuck were people attacking amy the yeah, fuck yeah. she doesn't she's not writing cutting the guy a check every week yeah yeah and kurt's i fucking love kurt metzger and i don't agree with what he said i there's parts of it where i go well i don't know kurt i think some
1: some of that's the problem when you're like put yourself in this i i was worried about that years ago it's why i changed my act was once you get yourself in this place of like i'm gonna be the shock value i don't care i'll say anything like you gotta re- just legit like not give a fuck
0: you, you gotta legit not give a fuck to be that guy like legit yeah like kurt legit doesn't give a fuck
1: and then you become biased in your own way and now you are saying like fucking insensitive shit just for the sake of it and it's like not clever because that's because that because that's like the way you're a fucking
0: thing yeah it's you know I god man I slept on my arm wrong it fucking is killing me. Um I try this kratom, bro. Yeah, I wish I have a fucking busy goddamn day. I have uh I've got to do two other podcasts and go to a screening. I'm I I've just come in here and push drugs on you. Yeah,
1: fucking smoke mm-hmm. cotton candy. What is that? It's a it's a vape pen. I'm I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes and uh or a vaporizer, not a vape pen. Um. Yeah. This is this is like some <laughs> breakfast cereal kind or something. So I, I should have asked if it I can. It smells fucking so fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. uh. It's delicious. Sorry. I'll I'll quit.
0: No. The, it's such a. It's that I. There is going to be a huge fucking comeuppance on those vape pens. Yeah. Because you are billowing smoke. Yeah. Like yeah, that's. Yeah. It's so much different. Like I. I, I would. I wish they would do studies right now. At least it smells decent. It doesn't smell like I don't know. I'm gonna be dead honest with you. I almost like the smell of a cigarette more. <laughs> like I'm being dead serious. I'm sorry, I'll no, stop no, no, no. right oh, now. Shit. I think I just ripped. That. Oh no, no. But I mean, being serious, like I, I almost like like <laughs> I should have asked. No, I feel no, like no. such an asshole. No, don't worry about it. But like, but like being serious, like like I'm gonna be hanging out with Stanhope tonight. Yeah. I almost like when he smokes cigarettes. Like yeah. I love the smell of it. Like I don't like to to kiss someone who smokes cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. But like. We probably won't kiss tonight, but but you'll, like you'll probably. I, we've kissed before. Yeah. The, but like the smell of cigarettes got like a nobility to it. Yeah. yeah. It's like
1: it's almost like uh, I don't know, man. I've, I haven't had a cigarette in like three weeks and I already don't like the smell of them. Maybe it's just because I'm like, fuck, what was I doing? Well, that was yeah, so I don't stupid. like
0: I don't like walking behind a cigarette. Yeah. Like I don't like walking behind a cigarette. And I guess theoretically, if you were smoking cigarettes in here, it would be a lot more offensive than breakfast cereal. Well, this this shit doesn't stick around. It's just vapor. It won't like, like stick on your so walls. It's so bizarre. Like, there's a guy, uh, Bill Blank, who works in uh, in Des Moines, and he was like, I don't even think he was trying to quit smoking. I think he was just trying to start vaping. And he was in the room. <laughs> Why and, would you do like? I want to not vape eventually. Like, there was we were in a room that was in the green room in Des Moines. You've seen that room. It's tiny. Yeah, yeah. And he's just smoking cotton candy. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I was like, it's such a, it vape pens have such a like. Like, there's no like, uh like. Do you remember pipes? Yeah, yeah. Pipes smelled fucking great. Yeah, pipes. Pipes still smell. Like, I remember again. Eric Nipple's yeah. dad used to smoke a pipe, and you'd go into his office, and it was like two double doors would open up. And uh hang on one second. Let me just make sure that this isn't no problem. Work. Hey, it's Bert. Hey Bert, how's it going? How are, it's Alex. Hey Alex, I'm um, doing a podcast. Can I call you back? Oh yeah, do your thing. I'll ever give you a call later. Okay, bye. Um I'm I'm so over I'm leaving for like a while in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. And uh and I'm jam packing everything in like 3 days. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like I I'm looking at my schedule going like I know I'm forgetting something. I know I'm I fucking know. forgetting something. I know. Um Me too. but like <coughs> pipes were amazing. Cigars, I love the smell of cigars. Yeah. When I go into a cigar shop, I'm like fuck, I love the smell. Like Yeah. The,
1: it's it's like a it's like a
0: nice fireplace or and something. And I like, like going that. into like the candy store in in D F W. Like I like that smell, but I don't know if I'd like the smell of a vape shop. Yeah. Like you have yeah. to go to a vape shop to get that? Yeah, I mean I think I could probably order it online. I'm not very new to uh,
1: no, no. I mean I I'm I'm not like I, I, I'm not uh I I'm not romanticizing vaping in my head. I'm just like doing whatever I can to not smoke <coughs> cigarettes. Really? And, Within two days of vaping, I already felt so much better. Really? I, my lungs felt better. My throat felt better. My mouth doesn't taste like shit constantly. And, um, and- how often are you hitting it? Oh, uh, like, you know, you've been watching me. This is like a normal amount, really? I'd say. Yeah, like so you smoke quite, it throughout the day? Quite a bit, Yeah, throughout the day. Um, I, I do feel like it affects my circulation a little bit. And I looked online and I guess that can be a thing. What do you mean? There's also some sort of popcorn lung thing. Like it coats your lungs with some shit. Uh, but I guess there's this different chemical. I haven't looked into it yet. A professor I had on sent me a paper that I haven't had time to read. And I guess you can get stuff that doesn't have this particular chemical. I guess it's like this chemical that they used to put in popcorn and then they realized that it was, it was bad for people and causing problems and it's now like illegal to put in popcorn but it's in vape pens and so now you're inhaling this shit that's like coating your lungs with this like weird oily Vape stuff, really? that I guess, is like not not good for you, but it's it's still not as bad as cigarettes. So it's a, it, it's just a step in the right direction. <coughs> I I'm hoping I'm probably gonna have to vape like through my tour because I'm gonna be like driving every day, and that's when I want to like smoke. What about the most. chewing tobacco? No way, man. <laughs> uh, I, I I mean I I chew once in a while oh really yeah yeah once in a while i chew but i i don't uh I, it's messy and it's gross and oh i
0: loved chewing tobacco yeah yeah, yeah. I, how often do you do it i haven't done it in i haven't done it in 12 years 13 years oh you, so you used to chew regularly yeah okay and you never smoke cigarettes yeah i did I, to, I told george that last night i told george i used to smoke in college yeah i just like you know just, and then you you just
1: quit no problem just quit Quit. It's amazing. I well, quit for three years. I started again once I started drinking again last year. Really? And, and I don't regret starting drinking again.
0: I regret fucking smoking cigarettes again. But. My thing is cigars. I'm gonna probably have a cigar today. Um I'm gonna work out and have a cigar. I love cigars. Mm-hmm. I love cigars. Um but I've been I've been away from cigars for the past six weeks. Just because I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to get healthy and that doesn't like, there's a, there's a part of me that goes, what are you doing to try to get healthy? Uh, doing CrossFit and running. Yeah.
1: Like I ran four miles yesterday. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do CrossFit again, but I loved it. I was in the best shape of my life when I was really doing You could do CrossFit, it. couldn't you? Mm, I can't run or jump. I mean, they, they could do, I could get on the row machine when people are running yeah. and uh, but I can't like do box jumps. Maybe, maybe I could like jump rope or something. Um, but I, I can't like
0: the, it just literally, I
1: can't, I can't do it.
0: CrossFit was, is interesting because there's, and then there's a thing that I, and I will like to go back to what we were talking about a tad bit, but like, um, sexism and like, and my, the difference of my perspective of a female CrossFit trainer versus a male CrossFit trainer, male CrossFit trainers, I believe are inherent in the alpha. Yeah, Yeah. They have the alpha trait. So they, they look at you as a man or me as a man, and they don't mind uh, lowering me. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Let's start off with n- low weight. I don't. We don't want you to get hurt, right? And 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 they don't have a problem doing that. To, uh, they don't have a problem alphaing me um, in that sense because it's for. I don't know. It's, I'm sure it's something that that has to do with the fucking with the predator world or whatever. But wi- women CrossFit trainers have a almost don't have a perspective of like, Hey, d- hey, let's lighten that up. I preferred my female trainers more.
1: I just, th- I don't know. I just think that females are better communicators. I feel like nicer. so. I feel like too. And but when it comes I, to
0: weightlifting, like, like, I, I, we like my female-
1: agents a female right now. Oh, and all, all like my whole team. I, is I, females. Lo- I want my whole team to be. Fe- Sorry, my, my well, my fucking manager is not listening right now. Yeah. Anyway, but I want my whole.
0: I want to have a female publicist. I want my whole team. Oh to, yeah, I, I love. I love working with females, but when it comes to crossfit like this this female uh was my was my crossfit coach and uh we were doing uh we were doing uh uh oh good mornings where you you know you you bend over you put the weight over your shoulders and then you basically bend at like a 90 degree you bend your chest down yeah uh, to get your chest parallel to the ground then raise back up and, by the way, it's an exercise I think that you could probably get hurt pretty easily doing. Yeah, yeah. And um, all the guys were putting on, like, 95 pounds to do it. Right. And I was like, I think I'm going to go 75. She's like, no, you can do 95. And I was like, I'm gonna, I, in my head, I'm like, I'd, I'm going to stick with 75 because I've never done these. I've never done them ever yeah, in my yeah. life. And I think maybe I should start. She's that's like, the well, problem with CrossFit in general. Yeah. And she's like, well, no, look at him. He's doing 95. Like, you're bigger than he is. And I was like, no, that's that's not how this works. Like. But a male is like, you know what? Like, almost like he doesn't mind being like, you know what? That's right, you're a bitch. Do yeah, 75s. Yeah, 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 you don't know, yeah. do seventy 75s. Like, I, and I, and I don't know. Maybe it's just this one person. I'm sure it's just this one person, and I generalize all of it. But like, well, maybe maybe it's uh, yeah. Maybe it's just that female. And it was that one experience like, where I was like, and then general, that same day we were can... doing box jumps, and I guess everyone was doing it. There's the boxes. You can you can make a box like I think twenty two inches or uh, 18 inches mm-hmm. based on the way you turn it. And I was like, I've never done a box jump. I'm going to start at 18. I'm going to start at 18. And you know, I'm also 240 pounds leaping 240 pounds up in the air. 22 inches is pretty tough. Yeah. And she was like, no, you can do 20, do 22. That's the RX. And I was like, well, yeah, I know, but this, this was actually my second day of ever doing CrossFit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, like, no, I'm gonna try start going to, I'm going to try small, man. Yeah, was don't like, listen to anyone that's, that's trying to yeah. get a, to... and I was like, I was like, and, but, and this is just one person. It could be the person. But I was, yeah. like, I was like... It sounds like probably just the person. It probably is just the person. But do you like how it feels good to generalize? <laughs> I mean, it's just simpler for the brain
1: it's to so, generalize. What, but it, what, that, is it,
0: that, what is it about generalizing it, it's, that makes it... It's, like, it's very it, it, it's easy it's it's uh it's just
1: that it's very difficult to understand all of the nuances of life and to get to understand each and every individual person is very very difficult so we make these assumptions and there's all these little tricks that we use like females they, they'll give females tests where they'll they'll put take a picture of you and they'll they'll show you just a picture of you and then they'll show you a picture of you in front of like a sports car or surrounded by five other women and those those women will pick the picture of you surrounded by like the sports car or the five other women because you're gaining more information from that you're going you're you and you don't realize that you're consciously doing this but you go oh well if five other women are talking to this guy he must be a decent guy or really interesting or or have some values or traits that are attractive yeah. they've all it 's kind of like getting a referral for a job yeah. you, you know like you are, you have these references in these five other women, or if you have this nice sports car, it means you have enough money theoretically, you have enough money that you 're able to burn on this ridiculous item you know and, and so you 're just you're able to make this generalization and be like, "Oh, well, he he's probably more attractive than than just a picture of you." Then you gotta be like, "Well, what's this guy like? How, hey, is he an honest person? Is he funny? You know, the, just based on a picture, you have no other information." It's so weird.
0: It's so weird because like people who, you know, it's like I, I I I'm sure I've told this story before a little bit, but like. People who are so anti uh bigotry. You know, I assume anyone in the L B G T community is anti bigotry. Right. I'm assuming that if you are if they, if you're spending your time donating your time to L B G T stuff or to like women's causes, mm-hmm. like if you're if you're a feminist, I assume you're also not racist. Right. Like I just assume that. But that's not the case. You can be a feminist and totally be racist.
1: Oh yeah, but black dudes are racist. Mexicans yeah. are racist. Like it's it's like, but like this, I this just, is an ingrow, uh, th- This is an inherent. This is part of the human condition.
0: Yeah, and something we're all going to have to figure out. I walked out of the. I walked out of Gelson's the other day, and there's a guy like a, a soft boy, like <laughs> like just you know like soft gay boy. Like, yeah, yeah. Just very like. You could, you could tell high school wasn't easy for yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, doesn't even, like, fit in the cool gay clothes. Like, right. just k- kind of falling out of his khakis that are a little high-watering. and Right. And, like, very fe- feminine affectations. And I walk by him, and he just goes... I go, hey, uh, can I? I... Like, he's getting people to sign waivers, and he just looks at me and just passes.
1: <laughs>
0: and he's like... And I go, I guess I'm not... I don't look like the thing you're selling. And he goes, no. And I went, okay, so for your time management, it's okay to be racist. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to waste your time. I mean – And if you're willing to use it for time management, I guarantee you use it in traffic. And if you use it in traffic, I guarantee you use it when you're by yourself.
1: I mean, I I find my you know I make fun of like Trump supporters and like you know the at least these, you know these, the Trump you know,
0: supporters are fucking filled with hate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, not saying obviously. all of them, but it, like you know for a fact that at least you they have go they're filled like... with enough
1: hate where you're tolerating the kind of hate that's being put
0: out. I mean, there. yeah, like at least you know where they come from. Yeah, these fucking liberals who are fucking racist. Yeah. and bigots that infuriates me because I go, hey man, I'm. I'm I've never once said I'm on a, ever, any side of the fence but I can tell you I want everyone to have the most perfect life they can. I want everyone to achieve everything they can. I want everyone to laugh. That's my only goal is to make everyone fucking laugh. That is my only goal. By definition, yeah. I love everyone. Yeah. I want I I don't look go like I just want white people to get this one. Yeah, yeah. And and I think there's some f- like feminist comics that just want women to laugh. They fuck you, man. I
1: Sometimes I've been on shows or like someone or even the host or whatever is like a hardcore feminist and just talking about how horrible men are. And then like I'm going up right after and like you invited me on your show and you say all that shit and then bring me out. And it's like, what am I supposed to do here? Apologize? Like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm good and like – you know it, it it is ridiculous and and then <laughs> and then to, and and then to think because I do this myself, this is where I was going with this was was like i 'll be like oh it's a, these stupid hillbillies are the problem, but these are people. That also didn't have – that were poor and didn't have an education. And these are the people that I I claim to care about, people that haven't had access to the education that they should have, people that didn't have access to the resources that they should have growing up. And because they, they were born in warm warm climates. Yeah, and yeah. And they got all
0: those microbes all over them. Exactly. Me, it's I, as I, simple I, as that. It's I, I try to veer away from um, anything – That's not inclusive in my standup these days. Cause I I think I started talking about having kids and I I, I had a joke one time that I was like, it's so funny. The older you get, the more you realize we're all, we're all just, we all are very primal. We all want the same shit. Mm -hmm. I want a fucking cool, I want a cool house that I can just chill out in and I feel comfortable. I want to make sure that my kids are taken care of. Number one, my kids taken care of that they don't want for anything um that they're healthy that that uh, i can provide for them i'd like i like some nicer stuff you know like that's like i think very primal and that's it black white mexican asian fucking eskimo which i think might be a hate slur but i don't even know if you're allowed i think you'd have to say inuit or native, native 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 alaskan but like that's all you really give a fuck about is those those primal fucking instincts yeah and and so a lot of times like I don't mind being honest about things like I, I just, like I don't even do it, but like I don't mind being honest about racial issues or in my from my perspective but I am never honest in a sense like I guess my honesty doesn't reside in in making people feel like they're outsiders right then and I I look at like what I can only assume that if you are feminist you're liberal and if you're liberal you're not racist I find this so non-inclusive, mm-hmm. like, and I go, "That's hey, that's kind of the thing about racism is we don't want, like, don't you get that, like, yeah?" And then, and then, hey, do you not want everyone to laugh? Because like, I want to laugh, but like, and I, I, I can find humor in all of it, right? But like, I, but like, and I'm not saying, hey, go up and talk about your cereal, like, for I don't, you don't have, you know, do some Seinfeld shit. Talk about your experience. To, and if your voice is to talk about it in an angry way, I get it. But don't you want to kind of like I want to laugh too? Don't you want or do you just want the cool people to laugh? Yeah, yeah. To get it. I mean, I think that I think that you
1: can look at it a couple different ways, and I, I think like Stanhope's carved out his th- and like Stanhope's like this is what I want to say, and I yeah. only want people who know
0: uh, and are interested in what I want to <laughs> say coming. And i yeah, also... and I like, and I like and like i like uh I'm going to this this thing tonight, and I and uh, and uh, I got a uh, i mean, I guess i can't I can't really talk about it unless I'm talking about it, so never mind, <laughs> but like i i was i mean i'm I was trying to say to my wife, like my wife loves Doug, loves Doug, yeah, loves Doug, but I don't, she's never seen a stand up, yeah, and I was like, hey, just so you know his stand up is like intense yeah like it's it's not it's not for the casual comedy fan who like who like like i'll go it's 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 for a a certain palette i love it right i love it but i go in my head i'm like i don't know if like i don't know if you're gonna love it leanne and she was like i love doug and i was like loving doug and loving doug stands up are two different things like loving me and loving my stand-up are the same thing if you love Burt, you're gonna love a stand-up. Right. Usually, like you could love Doug. He's a very diverse, int- in- intrigued, interested person. But like he'll take chances that I would not. He- he'll share honesties that I that I go, fuck. Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you go there? How do you how do you do that? Yeah. I mean, and
1: I. So, I mean, I go back and forth with this. When it, when I did my first whack at doing a themed thing was my Netflix special, and I ended up not being happy with it. It's called Mating Season. There's stuff of it that I like but I think that I was trying to be too inclusive. I think I was trying to get everybody make it as accessible as possible. And so people that watch a lot of comedy – which is the people that I want I want comedy fans to yeah. come to my show I think, I think probably thought some of the jokes Were probably a little lame or a little easy Or whatever And, and I'm doing the polar opposite with my psychedelic show Which started as just this one off show That I do at the end of the weekend Completely different than my <laughs> regular act That would make ba- the bachelor and bachelorette parties And whatever laugh um, but it's just, I'm just getting the psychedelic community like, Hey, everybody that's interested in this, let's all get together. And this will be like the secret little fucking meeting that we have. Yeah. And so I think there's value in being able to do both. And
0: you're right about that. Like, I guess, I guess my perspective is, I guess I'm, I'm wrong about what I'm saying. Cause I'm not entirely, <laughs> I'm not entirely inclusive cause I just say what I want to say. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. But in the same token, like... I don't know. And I think if you're, like, into NASCAR and you're a comedian
1: write a fucking show about nascar and do it and not everyone's gonna want that but oh, I, the people I, that are I interested want... in it you know fucking are, are are gonna fucking love it and and you're going to be including people that might be like otherwise left out of you're or not getting to hear about what they're interested in i mean this is part of the things with like what makes podcasts so great is there's something for everybody there's like board game podcasts if you're into board gaming yeah. you know there's a million different things
0: and but like so, but like i but like i when i first saw um i'd say the first alternative comic i ever saw um where i was like where i was like that's different um i don't know i guess that i don't know that i don't really have an answer to that because but like and i mean like i love janine garofalo yeah i love her she not she can never do wrong in my opinion like i fucking love janine garofalo even when she goes off the rails and gets super political, I still go, I, I, I just want to watch you talk. I, I just think she is fucking amazing. And, but, um, so I'm, I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I mean, there's just different ways of looking at it. Because I like, I like, like, uh, like, um, I just b- become a, f- a fan. Not a, f- I wouldn't say a fan. Uh, I don't mean that like a slam. But like, uh um ria butcher and carmen esposito are doing a show called take my wife yeah and i think it's really cool yeah i think it's really cool i I like those girls a lot Uh, and and, i think i'm doing their put your hands together show tomorrow night i love their um i love their show and and it's not it's definitely not i the thing is it's meant for me it's totally meant for me it's not not meant for me but it's meant for me like they just tell their story they just tell their story Right. They say their thing, and then like the guy who does uh, this is all about NASCAR. Hey, if you do it good, I, I'm going to be interested. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. need to be about fucking football and MMA and and beer drinking for me. Right. It doesn't need to be about travel for me. It just needs to be good. And if it's good, I'll fucking watch it. Right. And I and I watched their thing, and I was like, wow, this is fucking really great.
1: You know, I was I wanted to ask you how how is your uh, call and work. Um, call show
0: calling sick to work i got one friday in tampa how,
1: how how does that uh does it work pretty well when you do it yeah.
0: he's, he's, i think you said last time like you pack it out every yeah, time it hasn't it's, it hasn't not sold out but i'm always waiting until the time it doesn't yeah i like so i guess that tour was a novelty well because i was just i was thinking
1: about you the other day because like the show's been going so well and i'm like well what am i gonna do after this and i've been i was at a psychedelic um organization that puts together like shows sometimes and lectures and stuff. And I was their first comedy show that they did. And after my regular, I do an hour and a half of comedy about psychedelics and storytelling and, you know, and it's a little bit Ted talky too, but it's comedy. And, but then afterwards uh, I took a break and I did, I just gave like uh, a talk about my DMT experiences, like serious talk about like what I think's happening and some neuroscience ideas and stuff that I have. And I was thinking, eventually, with this, I could I could do like on a Saturday, do like a whole day long thing where I do my comedy show, and we take a break, you know, and I come back, and and no one has to be there for the whole thing if they don't want to, and then and then I do a lecture, yeah, uh, a- afterwards, like an interesting talk about it, and then. And then we all get together and do like a meet and greet and we all like share our experiences because that's starting to happen after my shows anyway. Like people want to share their experiences and ask questions and stuff. And I was just wondering because it seems like that's what you're putting together is like more of like this party kind of. It's it's, it's much more of an
0: event. Yeah. It has nothing. I mean, I, I, I somewhat think I could probably not do stand up and it would still sell. Yeah. Like yeah. I like I I actually feel sometimes that people watch me do and they go, "Oh, he's just doing stand up." Like yeah. I want to see him light himself on fire. It would right. be much better for Stevo. Yeah, Stevo yeah. would be a call and say if Stevo still drank. So are you like hanging out with people afterwards and uh, stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's that's
1: what I kind of want to get into doing. Then how how do your how do your shows go? Are those your keychains? Yeah, yeah. I was my daughters I, I, made those. No, I, I brought, I brought you a keychain. I brought a variety of colors it, for you that, to pick. That so this DMC? is, yeah, this is the DMT molecule, and that says "Have a good trip." And then I have oh, that's fucking awesome. And then the, this is fucking the most genius thing I thought of. I and, thought my daughters made those, and I was like, my daughters fucking. That's the universe speaking. This is, uh, this is a, a coloring book slash trip journal um, that is – it's all based on my act. So every every page has a different thing from my act. Uh, this this comedian and amazing artist, Ramin Nazer, who has his own comic book stand at Meltdown Comics and stuff. Like he's an amazing – he makes these great comic books. He's a really funny stand-up too. You should have him on your show. You two would fucking get along great. He's, uh, he's awesome. So he made that for me. Um, so I have – it's just – I have – some, some fucking cool merch for the first time in in my my career, yeah. Um, and and so there there's like like one of the pages, the Christmas one is is kind of about this. Uh, I think it's Anam, Anamita Mescala, this mushroom. Someone told me about it after a show. I didn't know what it was. They're like, there's this mushroom. You eat it, it, does nothing to you at all. But then if you collect your urine and drink it, you'll trip your balls off. And then I looked into it. And um, and there's this whole backstory. They think it's the origins of, of, of uh, Christmas because it's this red and yellow or this red and white mushroom, and it grows under conifer trees, Christmas trees. And the people that grew them were reindeer herders. And to test the mushrooms to see if they were good, apparently they would feed them to the reindeer. And if they were good and they were working, they would the reindeer would start jumping up real really? high so like flying reindeer oh yeah and and so that's the page is like a christmas themed with like mushrooms and stuff like Ramir that Ramir so nazir R- Ramin yeah his his name's uh right there you should check out some of it he does he he's like one of these guys he's like not human he 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 does web design for he used to do web design for a living he still does a little bit like he does my site and stuff but he's a funny stand-up he's been on late night and stuff and he like won austin's funniest but he also also makes comic books. He makes these animations where he plays he has a room full of instruments, plays every instrument, and he like makes all the music for his animations and shit. He makes video games for phones. He's working on like virtual reality. He's just one of these guys that just like shoots out creativity constantly out of his body. He's a really and, good artist. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's fucking Oh, he's got beautiful. Yeah, check out like the Before You Die comic book. You should, or or when what you die, after or, you die. Yeah, and it's just every every different variation of like every theory of what happens illustrated, and uh, it's it's he's he's amazing. I'm That's so, really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm I'm so lucky to be friends with him. Um, but yeah, and he's hilarious. His brain just like thinks in these weird
0: metaphors and stuff. He's hyper intelligent. Oh, I love. Super You're fucking hyper intelligent. Like, if he's more than you i don't know if I can take it like you fucking you say things where i 'm like how do you remember the name of that like the fucking whatever thing is secreted into the zebra's brain when to get attacked. Yeah, i'm like, yeah. I'm like I, you could just make it up and i wouldn 't fucking know yeah uh,
1: uh, cortisol is a big player and the stress. it's neuroscience is one of the hardest things just because it 's so jargony and there's yeah. so many things like that and it's just you sit down and you fucking read and it's like it's pure torture sometimes
0: reading this i, stuff I couldn't that's I have a hard really time reading in the first place, let alone audio books. What? Reading... what? Uh, you know what? I'm uh, my brain doesn't work that way. Like I, 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 don't know. Like I'm not like if I'm interested in something, I'll be interested in it. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, I have like a um, like a flight of fancy brain. Like I have a daydreaming brain. So, oh, like, so do I. So like I, all I do is daydream. All I do, I daydream about shit that is a complete waste of time but it's the way my brain works like i'm the kid that went to the uh went to the baseball game and was like in the shower getting like getting, knowing to get ready to, go to the baseball game and i was like oh they're gonna call me out there and ask me to pitch yeah and then, I, yeah, and yeah. then i'd run through the scenario right and so like I, I i think that's a lot of comics i was like that my whole whole life yeah like i don't like i don't i'm very i think i'm super introspective but i don't really like and i like watching tv i like watching documentaries i like listening to like informative podcasts but even still like when i listen to dan carlin and i listen to uh hardcore history i daydream yeah and so like i and even when i read i used to have a joke about it where i was like I, i read the book uh Memoirs of a Geisha mm-hmm. I tried to read it and I, the first page was she was born on the windy cliffs of Okinawa and my brain goes I wonder if she knows Mr. Miyagi yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like She's got to know this. It's, this is World War II. They're both kids. He's in Okinawa. Oh, my God. Is this his wife? And then it would get to the third page, and then I was raped. I was like, what? Where yeah, the fuck yeah. was I? Like, I daydream when I
1: read. That's, but that's part of – I mean, this is the curse of creativity. This is just uh, – you, you're reading something, and the way that you process things is you find areas to put it into, and that sparks other ideas. This is yeah. part of memory, and you. you probably actually – you're probably like a slow reader, but I bet your retention level But reader. I bet your retention level cuz this is me too. I bet your retention levels way higher than nope. a lot of people. My retention know.
0: level is 0. Well, never mind. I've given up on you. Then. I am so <laughs> fucking bad at reading <laughs> yeah. that like I, and I think I'm uh, we're almost certain I'm dyslexic. But you know, there's like uh, if, from our perspective with a dyslexic child, there's no real test they can do. Like there's tests, but they're really expensive, and then at a certain point you're like, why do the fucking test? She's already not like, you know, yeah. but I, my retention is just,
1: I got, I got something you might enjoy RSA animate. You should check it out. It's like, it's kind of like a Ted talk, yeah. but cut up and then animated on like those dry erase boards in like oh. a fun and funny way. And it's just like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And they're incredibly entertaining and you can learn a lot in a little bit of time. And, um, and, RSA anime. Yeah. Animate, animate. I'm going to roll yeah, yeah. right now. Um, yeah, I think you'll love them, man. Um, they're, they're really interesting. There, there's a couple Dan Ariely ones that are really fantastic. Um, he's, he's like one of my heroes. He's, he's, he's my, probably one of my favorite guest that I've gotten on, on my podcast so far. And he's, interesting dude he he started he got into um psychology because i think he was a chemist early on in college and he was in a chemical fire and almost died and had third degree burns all over his body was in a hospital bed for like a year or something like that they were having to change his bandages you can still see his face is all fucked up from it really and so he started he started measuring pain and um, because, fuck, what got him into it was the nurses were, were changing his bandages and they just rip him off. The, the old, like, wives' tale about rip it off like a band-aid. Just get it over with. And he's like, no, it's
0: too much. Slow it down. They're like, RSA Animate is pretty fucking fat. Economics is for everyone. Yeah. How to help a child fulfill their dreams. Imagining, like, so these are all... Oh, this is fucking great! It's, it's like it takes like a TED Talk thing, and then they and then they do
1: this dry erase board animation, and um, you'll you'll fucking love it. Um, I uh, it's break time for the construction. Yeah, guys. we should probably wrap
0: this up. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, this was fucking great, man. At, yeah, about two hours. Oh, sweet! Passes. That that flew right by, no. man. dude. I wow. every time I hang out and talk to you, it just seems it, like it's fucking. We got to fucking grab some beers or something. I know. i uh, well, get a real hang in. I might be around tomorrow. You? What are you doing tomorrow? Are you doing Rian? Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm I'm not busy after that. I, I I'm mostly doing podcasts until from now until October. I'm not doing that many shows at night because yeah. I'm slammed with you know trying to promote the 65 city tour. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm getting on. And by the way, thank you, because a lot of the reason why some of this stuff came together is because like you and like I, I got on. I, I I'm gonna do Rogan's podcast for the first time, and like a big, a big part, and like I've never met him. It's just like oh, uh, you guys are guys get like along you so and Duncan well. Trussell helping me out. You guys are gonna and, get along so fucking uh, well. And uh, so I, I really appreciate it. But I, yeah, let, let's let's look at the calendar afterwards and figure out a time to just have some fucking beers and chill out a little bit. My beer um, drinking starts at three today. Um, perfect. It started at 10 yesterday. <laughs> um, so can I plug my bullshit real Yeah, quick? yeah, yeah. Plug your stuff. So I, I just have a 65-city tour. So if you're in the U.S., I'm going to be somewhere near you. I'm going everywhere. And so if you go to shanemoss.com, you can see it's a good trip tour. Um, and and you I think the average is is like $5 that you save getting tickets online. And that really helps me out because then I know how much more I have to spend for marketing and stuff to fill the room. So if you get tickets ahead of time, you'll save money. And that helps me out. And I also have – and you can look at my store. I have the stuff that I gave Bert, but that's that's not a big deal. I don't give a shit if you buy my merch or whatever. Please check out my live show. <laughs> um, and, and then my podcast is Here We Are. Each week I talk with a new scientist about life and why we behave the way we do. And I try to b- – you know, I, I didn't have a college background or anything, so I try to. I have like a very splain, plain, plain-spoken approach to it, and um, and so so yeah. Please check out that stuff for me, but especially my tour. This is the biggest thing I've put together. It's the best show that I've ever put together. There's like lines of people afterwards that, like I said, want to tell me their stories, ask me questions. It kind of turns into a party afterwards That's and a Q and A. It's it's really going well. It's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I didn't I didn't even start putting the show together until my agent heard me on like podcasts like yours and like what's this DMT stuff? And I was oh, like, yeah. well, just so you know, I do have all this material. I was going to do a show like five years down the line or whatever. She's like, no, let's do it now. Let's put together some indie gigs, and they went really that's well fucking and great. It's changed my
0: life, man. That's fucking awesome. So, well, yeah, because of people like you. Oh well, I, I appreciate just, it. It has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with you. Trust me, I'm trying to do a tour of just stand-up and i'm having a hard time (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean
1: it's hard to just
0: sell regular old stand-up you know hey
1: come out and have laughs
0: you gotta yeah you gotta be like you know ari does a certain thing where he just does all new material so if you see him at stuff you've never seen yeah um i don't know stand-up's going through a good phase i'm really glad that i chose this art form because i love it so fucking much yeah um and i'm and it, i love it i love podcasting because i get to hang out with dudes like you i can't wait till you're on rogan i can't fucking wait till you're on rogan it's gonna be awesome gonna be man i'm so amazing. excited i'm doing wtf too
1: and fuck like, yes it's, it's finally it's coming together man this is an exciting time in my fuck. career
0: man so, well yeah congratulations and i'm Glad to be on this trip with you. Ah, yeah, (laughs) Absolutely, man. Uh, Awesome. I'm going to post this uh, Wednesday. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. Thank Thank you, you too, Jane. This episode was brought to you by the Machine.